Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. How are you? I'm doing decent. How was your morning? My morning was good. I was helping a buddy move. So right before we started recording, I was telling you that um, I'm physically tired, mentally not not so much, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to keep my energy levels high. I'm caffeinating actively right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. This is my nap time in the day. This is when my body <laughs> yeah. always winds down. Like yeah. four, four o'clock for me is just like circadian wise. I always like get sleepy mm-hmm. in this period. Mm-hmm. But we're going to push through because we're we care about through. the listeners. Exactly. Yes. And we skipped last week. We did skip last week. Yeah. We, we ended up chatting just off air. We just had a whole bunch of stuff that we were catching up on, but at least for me, a good chunk of my stuff, I couldn't really, uh, like couldn't publicize just yet. So, but it was, it was good to catch up and sometimes we got to just, uh, take a furlough week. So mm-hmm. are you, are you going to talk about some of that stuff this week? Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Nice. Yep. Uh, I saw an awesome talk yesterday, by the way, Farhan, the, um, VP of engineering at Shopify gave a talk about pair programming at Saster and I happened to catch it. And it was great. Like it, it like reminded me that of like why I think pairing is great and like why pairing is actually good. And it was funny because like in the day-to-day running and making of tuple, I've kind of like lost sight of some of that original like motivation where it was like, yeah, pairing is a wonderful force for good in our industry. And it was just awesome to see someone like making a case for it well and be like, oh yeah, I agree with all this. This is, it's, it's such a good thing to have. I'm I'm feeling excited about pairing today. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm sure that was a nice little like unintentional plug for Tuple then as he was kind of explaining the merits of pairing, right? He actually explicitly plugged us a few times, which I very much appreciate, which is very cool. But that was nice for sure. And I the thing that stood out to me was just like I got amped. I was like, yeah, pairing is great. And today, Joel was asking me, he's like, hey, Joel's part of a mastermind now. And he was like, oh, I want to do a presentation to my mastermind about like tuple and like what our status is like some context and where we're going and our plans and all this he's like do you have like a written thing i can share with them and i was like kind of no actually and that seems seems kind of wrong like where's the tuple master plan doc or like who we are and what we care about and so i spent a little time this afternoon just like starting to write this document and thinking about a mission that's something like increasing the amount of pair programming in the world really got me excited like the excitement from yesterday was carrying over and I was like, this actually, I mean, I really do actually think this is a really, really positive thing that I would like to increase the amount of in the world. And it, it, it helped this sort of, uh, this resonate with me. Yeah. That's, that's cool to have like a, like we have to be honest with ourselves that, you know, a lot of us are not building companies that are necessarily like changing the world in a classical, like startupy sense of like, I'm going to, we're going to try to cure cancer or something like of that magnitude. But it's also worth remembering that, you know, we're improving a small corner of the world, uh, hopefully by building good tools and investing, pouring all this energy into it. You know, it's not a purely just selfish, like accruing revenue type of pursuit. It's like, no, we actually are pouring a lot of energy into these tools. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool to be able to define like a, a mission, um, even if it's not like curing cancer. <laughs> totally. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't say, like, increasing pairing in the world is, like, my life's purpose. Like, it's, but it's, at the same time, it's a, it's a cause I very much believe in. And, it, like, I have a personal connection to it where, like, this was a big turning point in my career, came from pairing regularly with somebody, and has led to, like, such such a growth for me. It's nice that it feels like it's resonating right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah. So thanks, Farhan. Since we've talked, we had another, we had an all hands, uh, which is, has been fun to do. And we had six people at the all hands and like, it just keeps, it keeps, it keeps blowing me away where it's like, who are these other people? Like a company is performing oddly around us. You've had a, what, a, a person to help with customer support. Is that right? And exactly. Support, sales, and then uh, development. So yeah. Higher in each yeah. of those areas. Wow. Yeah. Building a real company, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and like, honestly, like I'm working on job descriptions for a couple other roles and like it's TBD if we're like going to for sure post them yet or like exactly what the pace is for hiring these people. There's two or three other things we could potentially hire for and it wouldn't be crazy and we could do it and then, then we're flirting with like almost double digit number of people that work at duple and it's like wow it's crazy what was the kind of loose agenda for this all hands celebrating wins getting people on the same page about stuff roadmap what did it look like it was basically four sort of major pieces the first was celebrations i think we actually spent the most time here i went through the various areas of the company and saying like, what's, what's good things, things that happen in like ops and sales and engineering and marketing and just like general business stuff. Uh, and then also invited other people to contribute their own things. Like anybody else have any like exciting things that happened? And a few more things came up, which, which is great. Next section was kind of alignment is the word for it. Although I feel like I need to, this, this kind of needs some rework. This was maybe the weakest part of the call, I think, uh, which is just like, where are we right now? And where do you want to go? I think we did okay with this, but it sort of felt that like the least inspiring or something. It might need, needs, need some improvement. But we'll see. And then Q&A, open in the floor, anybody that wants to ask anything. And then uh, lessons learned. So being like, how, how was this? What should we change for next time? What's, what's good about it? That kind of thing. Just like last time, kept it moving really fast. I think that's like a kind of a key, a key part of it. People keep saying they like that. And I like that. Where it's just like, we're not going to spend long on, on any one thing. We just kind of move, move quickly. And it, it feels good that way. Yeah. Keep it keep it high value since it is a it does come with the cost getting all you know all the people in the company uh, synchronized at once right uh, exactly yeah, yeah. and I, I think of it a little bit like a talk where it's like ideally you're sort of changing something every few minutes so that anyone that's like tuned out or bored with this particular segment can kind of like come back in as like the as things change yeah 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 it's fun doing like almost like a mini talk for for people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. another thing that I have in flight is that I'm kind of excited about is so we have this big release that we're getting ready to do soon that uh, Spencer and Mikey have been working on, which is like a massive overhaul of like the guts of tuple. So the part in particular that they've been working on is signaling, meaning like starting a call, adding a person to a call, what happens when one side drops, what happens when another person reconnects all the sort of like back and forth and state management of, of call status and was was previously like probably the gnarliest part of the code base and they went in and like really overhauled the crap out of it uh, and brought it up to snuff which is very exciting and like it turned into this like they said it was uh, it turned into like a hydra where it's like oh we got to fix this thing and that oh that means we have to fix this over here oh that means this depends on this and like they were just kind of just kind of kept spreading there's just like so many pieces of the code that like cared about what was going on and there was you know, a lot of um complexion and things like that so it was quite an effort I think this is probably like five or six weeks of work, but we're getting ready to ship it. And it has this sort of funny thing where it's like, so like we fixed like a bunch of like race conditions, a bunch of bugs. The app is actually a little snappier because it, it like throws things on queues and, and like does them async. Whereas before it might've blocked the main thread. So it's like a lot of like sort of subtle improvements. But if you look at the UI and you look at what you can do, it's kind of like, oh, nothing has changed in a way. 
So I want to kind of counter that, like, what have these guys been up to feeling right. with this latest <laughs> right. release? I'm going to record a video with Mikey uh, and do like a walkthrough of the PR, of this massive PR mm, uh, to, to the cool. app. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's like, it's kind of like, again, like leverage the fact that our customers are kind of like us. And in the past, they, people have responded very, very positively to like the, when I've like written a lot of detail in emails, like talked about the technical challenges. So we're going to kind of do like a PR um, tour almost and talk about w- w- what went into this. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, I think your I think your customers will definitely appreciate that nerding out over the internals of the tool that they're using. You know, yeah, That's cool. I hope so too. I think it'll be. I think it'll at least answer the like what why like what happened here. Like, did you do any work? They'll be like, yes. Look, look, look at this uh, <laughs> this diff stat. Look how many added and changed lines there are. Uh, work work was put into this. We're we're moving forward. And this work got kind of shaped and slated to be put on the docket. Were you expecting this to be a six week long project or did you get partially into it and realize at a certain point that this was becoming, you know, longer than expected or like what did that kind of planning process look like? It's a bit fuzzy because um, our processes are not like amazingly well defined right now, honestly. Mm-hmm. My recollection, which is, uh, by the way, I'm not good at recalling things. So like <laughs> according to my memory, Joel will probably take lots of um, umbrage with this. You probably, But anyway, as, as, as I remember it, we started off with this goal of like, if someone loses an internet connection while a call is happening uh, and then it comes back, we should reconnect the call because this actually happens fairly frequently, believe it or not. Like you just, just loot, it's just gone, connection gone and then back. Uh, so we want to handle this gracefully. And it was like, okay, well that's gets, that gets into the signaling code. And if we're going to do that, well, we should change this little bit over here and this little bit over here. And it kind of like snowballed from there. And there actually was pretty good communication like from Spencer and Mikey being like, this is turning into a bigger thing, but like it's the right thing to do overall. This is like the right long-term change to make. This, this code is gnarly and we have to, we should fix it. And so the bigger goal is more important here than this in individual feature. We want to have like a solid base to work from. And so we didn't even really set an, ex- we didn't quite set an explicit, did we set an explicit deadline? We might have. I think we wanted to get this shipped last month, um, to be honest, but it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't near ready. And then even like we were, I think we were hoping to ship this uh, a little bit earlier, even in September, uh, and then we're pushing it back just a little bit. So it slipped, of course, like most development projects are, it was bigger than we expected, but that's kind of how it goes. I don't feel bad about it at all because it's like, this is, this feels like one of those like foundational things to work on that is important. Feels slow is fast. A lot of the, the really impactful initiatives that we took on with Drip to me, like seem to fall in this type of category where like, I want to be able to scope out exactly how long it's going to take, but really it's going to take what it's going to take. And that's probably one of the biggest like struggles I've had with trying to reconcile that with like the, the very like base camp 37 signals, like um, six week cycle type of flow where it's like, oftentimes it felt like the, the things that moved the business forward the most were really hard to, to fit into that kind of mold. And it never really presented a problem because especially when we were small, it's like, it's not like we had, you know, a bunch of departments kind of like waiting on us to meet a certain deadline to be able to do their thing. Like we were just sort of all moving in the same direction and all on the same page about everything. So like it wasn't as important to, to set, you know, hard deadlines and stick to it and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it might've been a good idea to set a six week deadline on it and be like, look, scope this this way and feel free to do what you want in this time box. But this is like when we want this to go out the door, that might've been actually a good, a good forcing function, honestly, to prioritize. But in this case, it, it felt pretty okay to me to just kind of let Spencer and Mikey like use their judgment and tell me like, look, we're, we're going to do the whole thing. And like, if we keep finding other places it touches, we're just going to keep fixing those two. 
And then someday this is going to be awesome. And it's going to be like, you know, great to work on. And having been a developer myself, I can understand this, like, and the desire to like to go to like 100%, you know, like to clean up all of the mess all at once. And I tried to be kind of like a good stakeholder person where it's like, I'm, I'm picturing like, okay, we're waiting effectively, but like there's good stuff at the end of this. Like there's going to be other features that are unlocked by this. I know we'll go faster later because of it. I'm not going to get antsy and start being, you know, start annoying people about wrapping stuff up before they feel like they're, they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It feels good to, to oh, know you did it right instead of like lopping off or leaving a, leaving a bunch of like technical debt hanging around because you didn't want to fix it in the name of moving fast. You know, it's, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And th- that alignment se- section of the, the all hands that was maybe lame or something, the way I'm thinking about this current time period is sort of that we're, we're getting our, our feet under us, us. We're mastering the basics right now. It's like we, there's certain parts of the app that just like are sort of their MVP version from a while back before we understood what it was shaped like and how it was going to work. And if we never go back and change that stuff, we're just going to be fighting against that tech debt for a long time. And that feels crappy. It's sort of key to, to being especially reliable. Like if you start a call with somebody and they can't hear you or like you try to call someone and it crashes, it's just like, well, like who cares how good the rest of the features are if like the very basic things don't work. And this is part of the, like the basic things got to work, uh, work. So, yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm biding my time, I guess I'm trying to be patient. I mean like, okay, like sometime in the future we will switch back into like, all right, innovation, improve things, new feature mode kind of mode. Yeah. 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 So how scary is a, a big release like this? I mean, a lot of the guts were touched here and you know, you're shipping a native client and it's hard to write automated tests around it. Do you feel like your process is? Yeah. So a few things. So one is actually a big part of this PR is tests. Nice. So Mikey figured out some ways to, do, to write some automated tests for this, which is phenomenal because like it, it'll do things like create a fake call, have two people start a call add a third person simulate the third person's internet dropping out simulate them reconnecting he's he found a way to like really get, do some some good stuff there um so the automated test coverage from this has gone up a good bit which is another great long-term investment i'm, I'm really excited about also we've been working with a qa firm uh, and so we we've having them like run through our builds before they go out so that they catch quite a bit of, of, of stuff um, they're very thorough and then also we uh, have started using like the staging version ourselves for calls actually i should have done that with you you and i are on tuba <laughs> call right now i should have used oh, yeah. staging i forgot <laughs> uh, but next time we should use that uh, so you know a little, little dog fooding too just to catch the little stuff uh there's still some nervousness like you know we'll, we'll see uh we're, we're still expecting kind of uh, some i'm sure we'll have some issues once it goes live and that's actually one reason we're, we're holding off on releasing it uh, for a little bit is because mikey's on vacation and it's like, when this goes out, we want everyone here. Yeah. <laughs> especially if you, especially if you helped write it, it's right. like, all right, all hands on deck. Let's, let's watch and see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Crash reporting and logging and, um, analytics and metrics and things like that are all like pretty decent. So we can usually on a release, get a pretty good sense pretty fast. Like, okay, are there any catastrophic things? No. And then we can kind of watch other indicators and like, like call quality indicators, um, report sort of how, how the calls are going themselves. So there's, there's a decent amount of like instrumentation. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that gets, it just gets better and better over time as the, you start add more, adding more and more logging, more and more instrumentation. And, 
yeah, that's kind of one of those one of those benefits of being being around for a little while is you, your systems kind of get more resilient in that way. So totally, yeah. yeah. And there's software is just hard. Good software is like <laughs> it's a really hard thing. Even if you're trying yeah. really hard and like pretty smart and like like you can still just like it's just still it takes so long and so much effort and sustained work to like make something really good. Hmm. Hmm. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Especially because I'm building a tool right now where it's it's like a good part of my differentiation is just trying to like improve upon the state of the art a little bit, you know, and just like make things make things feel more intuitive. And like when you log in, it should, it, you know, a lot of like the little a lot of the subtleties should be better and make it a you know a less less frictiony environment. And it takes a lot to actually improve upon like kind of the lazy way to implement things and then like the quote unquote right way or best way to do it um, is often like an order of magnitude different in time. So figuring out like where to, where to budget that time, it's tricky, you know? That's the brutal part of competitors, I guess. It's like wherever the, wherever the current bar is, you're, you're sort of like the base. It's like, okay, get to here to start. But what you're really going for is, you know, a, a serious leap above that. So as to justify your existence and convert people. Uh, so it's, it's a challenge. Industries with crappy competitors, that's where you want to be. I know. A friend of mine likes to say, like, you got to stop selling, like, better software to really smart people. Because <laughs> like, that, that is the bar is very high, which I don't know. I mean, that's kind of how I, I always end up finding myself there. But maybe that's where I'm destined to be. <laughs> There's not a lot of people who should live there, but you have the chops to live there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. So speaking of which, what do you what have you been up to? Well, yeah. So one of the one of the bits that I couldn't quite talk about last week was kind of a uh, I would say all in all about a week long distraction and kind of a kind of a gut wrenching thing to go through, which was uh, the decision to re rebrand the app from Mighty Cal. Sadly, so it has a has a shiny new name. Mighty Cal is now Savvy Cal. Oh, <laughs> and. And this basically came at the advice of um, a trademark attorney that I had consulted with just to, as part of my due diligence, to see like, you know, do I need to be concerned about other people with similarly named products in the space? You know, ultimately his advice was like, I mean, it's it, none of this stuff is ever black and white. It's always on a gradient of like, what are the potential risks? What are the potential areas? If someone were to challenge your use of the mark, like, and he broke it down into like seven different categories and kind of ranked risk on each on each axis. And so, you know, employing experts is always a is always a good idea in these types of situations. And um, he gave me a comprehensive picture and I ultimately decided, like, it's just it's not worth it. Like fighting these things, like if someone does challenge, it's basically a no go unless you're unless you're ready to drop high six figures on legal expenses so whoa okay. it's not something you want to mess around with you know so and, there's something uh, called mighty that's software that's too too close that would too close be a problem yep too close okay. okay naming things these days i feel like there's an app for everything with it with almost every english word used in it so it's kind of hard to find one that's never been used and so there are of course other other tools that have the word savvy in them but you know this this one was distant enough um so it did clear and well, was able to nab the dot com for it and I feel pretty good about it. I have alternative spellings. That was the other, my, my big concern with this one. I kind of liked the way it rolls off the tongue. You know, it had a lot going for it. I was a little concerned about the misspelling of the word savvy because it has two V's in it. 
but I have a bunch of alternative misspellings that redirect. So I think that'll kind of <laughs> help with that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. We actually redirect from tuple.app to tuple.app. So yeah. 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 Two P's. <laughs> no, is no, I'm just, tuple just making a joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you could <That's>, though. <laughs> it, it's a cheap, it's a cheap form of insurance. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's the same. It's the same, same letters. Oh, I see. I see. Well, yeah. People just pronounce it that way. Which, and I saw a Twitter poll, which is like, how do you pronounce it? Like tuple or tuple? And like tuple won by a lot. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I mean, is that a legitimate pronunciation or is yes. it definitively yeah. tuple? No, no, no. Okay. There's no definitive. They're both correct. Oh gosh. Well. Yeah. So, so we went with the one that we prefer, uh, which apparently is actually much less common. So oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm doomed to hear people uh, pronounce the company name uh, correctly and yet not how I would do it. Yeah. Well, that's your that's your um, your get drip uh, cross to bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, get drip, totally. Yeah. yeah, I think I still think of it as get drip. Actually, really, uh, a little bit. Oh, that was just the worst, man. When people would like write an article and they'd be like, "I have this cool new tool I want to tell everyone about. It's called Get Drip." Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, that would be worse. I'm glad we, that's. I'm glad we don't have that. Yeah, I can live with Tuple. It's they're not mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I do have this thing where if I'm on a call with someone and they start saying Tuple, I will say Tuple. Oh, because I'm not like trying to correct them, you know. Yeah. Um, so if I say it first, I'll say Tuple. But if they say it first and say Tuple, I'm like, all right, well, it's Tuple now. <laughs> I'll roll with you. That's nice restraint instead of giving them a nice, well, actually, well, actually, it's uh, Tuple. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. This was this was a thing we were aware of when we were considering the name. This was one in the like negatives column was this problem. But oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So So that was Savvy Cal. So I even I have to get used to it. I have to rewire, redirect in my own brain um, to start, you know, saying it correctly all the time. But but yeah, so scrambled kind of a bit threw together together some new branding and stuff i feel pretty good about it and uh, ultimately this is the right time to do it i mean i haven't thankfully invested too much into the brand aside from talking about it here and building the you know landing page and such so um if there's ever a great time it's now Uh, yeah Uh, you registered the trademark for the new thing well actually that that usually comes later anyways oh, like really? you st- you begin using it in commerce right. and you right, have right, to use right. it in commerce before you can do that so i remember that yeah yep. yeah but i don't know honestly i'm not that i'm not that worried about officially federally registering the trademark probably will at some point you know but um but i mean you certainly want to avoid this again right so well yes yeah right but so like someone else like if you don't someone else could and then you'd have you'd be in the same situation right yeah yes and no i mean if i'm I'm first to use this. So even if someone came in and tried to register it, they wouldn't be able to if I was already like using it and technically hadn't even registered it, I think. Because in in the United States, at least, I think you get a certain degree, obviously speaking as not a lawyer, you get a certain degree of like implicit trademark protection just by nature of like using a mark, but it's stronger if you federally register it. But you still, as soon as you you start using a brand, it's you you like earn some rights to it um, that other people can just start stepping on. So, okay cool yeah right, savvy cal i just pulled open the, the site and i was and i saw my avatar and i was like <laughs> how are you do how do you know it's me 
yes, right. you're the only one that will uh, have that question when you arrive there. Alas, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it is a static photo of Ben. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have some user feedback that is valid only for one person on Earth. Yes, yes. <laughs> Perfect, cool. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a fun, non-distracting, great use of time that really moved the business uh, yeah. forward. Yep, exactly. And that's that's why I was so it was so agonizing in large part. I mean, part of it, it's like, I put in all this effort into this name and I got the dom- domain and it, I felt really good about it. And now stepping back into this arena didn't feel good. And then once I kind of settled on the name, then I was like, great, now I have to, you know, run through a checklist of 30 different items now to officially complete this rebrand. And the biggest things, honestly, I was concerned about were <laughs> my hard-earned integration approvals with Google and Zoom because this required both of them to basically re reapprove give me the green light once again changing URLs and metadata and stuff so i was a little bit concerned like you know worst case scenario this could be another couple of weeks waiting uh, before i can you know keep moving forward thankfully both of them were very very prompt and didn't didn't make me jump through a bunch of hoops so i was very thankful for that that's great nice yeah yeah Okay, so that's behind you. So that is behind me officially. <laughs> I kind of feel like this week now. I'm like I officially deployed this on Monday, so I have a few few like little remaining checklist items. I need to like I notified all my customers, people using the app, of course, and I just need to do a little bit more communication. I'm not making a big deal about it, you know. I don't feel like this is this is not something I'm going to be trying to make a huge deal out of. But I will send a note to anyone who signed up. Like by the way, communications will be coming from a different name so a few little things like that but but otherwise kind of back to actual real product stuff cool so. how are um how's the usage looking it's good yeah everyone who's in is is using it i did a few demos last week and need to nudge a few people to uh, officially create their account but got good feedback from the demo to them so yeah i should have another couple couple folks at least hopping on this week hopefully by the end of week i've been so investing some a good chunk of my time into like really making the self-serve onboarding flow as smooth as possible and kind of incorporating what i'm learning from doing the the manual demos and i sent out a few emails today to some people who had filled out the the early adopter survey basically saying like if you're game if you're ready to go you know in the next couple of days i want to send you a link and have you run through run through the onboarding flow without me um, demoing it for you and then kind of get your feedback so kind of start to start to dip my toe into that and see see if people get confused see if it feels clear and yeah kind of start validating how that's working so i guess what's the motivation behind getting away from the concierge onboarding for now just i mean i think it's still worth doing but it doesn't scale that well like and it's a it's a major distraction <laughs> when i have these on on days you know i don't really get it usually like kind of destroys the the time in and around when those calls happen and sort of a practical concern of like i want to i want to start being able to run more people through at a at a higher rate but also can't just like put the brakes on all like product development because i have a lot of stuff that i need to be working on too so yeah okay so yeah, that's sort that's, of what that's it true. is i forget <laughs> that you're a team of one like we, yeah. were, we, were, we were doing this for a bit longer, but it's like, yeah, if no one else can be working when you're doing these calls, that's definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm well aware of how a, a call or two can pretty much wreck a day in terms of like deep yeah. coding work. So. Yeah. So I think ideally, like even if, you know, if I had 
just one or two other teammates, then we could be doing these things in parallel. And I could, someone's full job could just be doing these onboarding demos. Mm. Um, so you're raising money. Yeah. Well, and that is, so that's, that's a question. Like, is it, when is the right time to, to hire some help to do that? And, um, or do I try to get to, I don't know, get to launch, get to some, some real significant revenue, get the, those wheels rolling before, you know, adding headcount. Always decisions, decisions, but it's at the place where I think I could potentially invite, you know, several hundred people at least and get a couple hundred people actively using the product, get some revenue flowing in, and then I could always go back to doing, you know, hand-holding demos and stuff, but um, I think that's, I think it's at the place where I can do that, so. Hmm. That actually kind of brings up an interesting question to me, which is, do you think of the tiny seed money as runway for you to work on this for a long time longer time or like ammunition to bring on a person faster and test the idea quicker and maybe move quicker Hmm. yeah that's a good that's a good question i think i have looked at it historically as just only ammunition money and so for a while for my first you know nine months or, or so i was just not i was not drawing out of that to pay myself And I've kind of, my thinking on that has evolved a little bit. It's like part of doing this sustainably is not just, not just purely, you know, living off of personal savings. Like this is, this is a company that I'm investing all my time into and I'm going to go ahead and start using some of that runway because I am a, I'm a legitimate cost for the business, you know, (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) and that's part of what, part of the agreement I, I set up with my investors was that, you know, part of this money is to, is to, um, you know, offset a little bit of my personal burn. So, you know, I'm willing to risk it, I think, for hiring a little bit ahead of revenue once I feel like I'm within reach of offsetting that with real revenue and not like running the business bank account down to zero while I like have someone and I still can't cover their salary, if that makes sense, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That feels what in line with what I would guess the sort of tiny seed vibe is is like this is not like a go for broke go as fast as you can and then burn it like burn it all up and maybe it works maybe it doesn't versus like this lets you stay on this with like a reasonable hopefully sustainable owner draw kind of thing mm-hmm. yep. yep and then maybe but maybe maybe also use some of it for for speeding up if you if you're feeling like there's a decent path to profitability or ramen right. i guess yep yep yeah as soon as it's default alive covering my own expenses with revenue if there's you know, money left in the, in the piggy bank, then, then it's all right, let's start, let's start making, you know, leveraging this capital. Um, Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Or you could like go buy a vanity.com and some swag and (laughs) throw a party. I I guess you can't throw a party right now. (laughs) Yeah. That's, it's COVID man. I can't throw a party. Come on. (laughs) Okay, fine. What do startups do when they want to have like an ostentatious look how much money we raised kind of showing when they can't throw a big party? Yeah, that's a good question. I'll have to, I should go like research what Silicon Valley is doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I want, we got, we got to do that. It's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's important work, man. You know, so we've been, we've been recording AOP over whereby for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's whereby a pretty good, like, you know, jump into a browser video call thing. But I got to say, I think Tuple's doing a pretty good job. <laughs> it's doing, it seems to be outperforming, at least. Yeah, like how normally uh, my fans would be spinning right now. Yeah. 
And I would be thinking like, I hope the fans noise doesn't go bleed into my microphone so that we have mm-hmm. to take it out and post. But I'm, I'm just, my computer's just chilling. My MacBook Pro is cool as a cucumber right now. Hmm. Good, good, good job, Tuple. Way to yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. This, this Tuple thing might, might be all right. It might. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, wait till you see the new refactored signaling code. Woo. <laughs> so get a look at that continues to do the thing as before plus some better edge cases <laughs> yeah. that's sweet sweet reliability mm, yeah chasing nines mm-hmm. killing latency one millisecond at a time there you go yeah. cool anything else going on in your world um i think just one other small thing to note also like the other thing that's been drawing my time i can't really get into too much but more secrets there's another secret there's another secret um (laughs) so there's going to be some some announcements coming out regarding static kit uh in probably next couple of weeks i'd say um don't hold me to that there's some there's some stuff moving on that front and that's about i hope you raised like an eight million dollar seed round (laughs) well we'll, you'll we'll find out soon okay (laughs) nice all right all right well consider us teased all right good that's cool. uh, that's what i was going for cool all right well shall we wrap it uh let's wrap it notes for the show notes for the show can be found at artoproductpodcast.com thanks for listening see ya bye